We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The final out has been made. Let's talk about what just happened. The good and the bad. It's time for the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove, with the franchise, Tim Allen, on the fan. If you need doors and windows, go to PellaWI.com. And it is a final from American Family Field, and the results are good. The Brewers take game one of this three-game set against the Chicago Cubs, 6-3 the final Got a little testy there late, but nonetheless, the Brewers locked down the victory. And welcome, everybody. It is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Tim Allen, Austin, Texas is here, and Brewers suddenly getting on a little bit of a roll, have won five of their last six games, and we stay right here in the division making these victories even uh, appear a little bit back, uh, bigger and better because uh, it's it's some less division games that you're going to have to win uh, later on in the season. A 6-4 and four mark now uh, to start out the 2021 championship season. I want to get your reaction uh, at 414-799-1250. And I cannot say enough. We cannot say enough. We can't even think enough positive thoughts about this starting rotation thus far this year unbelievable it's just truly amazing a sub two era collectively for this starting rotation then we're part starting to put uh, you know a, a few uh chunks of the season in the rear view mirror and you get uh the home opening series you get on a road trip you're back home again and now the season's starting to settle in just a little bit how sold are you on this rotation? You have to ask yourself that. I, I find myself asking the same thing when I have a conversation with myself, walking around the house all day long, talking to myself about Brewers baseball. I'm starting to get a little sold on it. I am. Now, are they going to do what um, what they're doing now the entire year? I would seriously doubt that. But will it still be good enough to be powerful? Because they're more than powerful right now. They're just amazing right now. Starting rotation, are you getting sold on that? Because they're starting to sell me. Here's why. We'll get into our game recap in just a second. We're, we're going to hear from Craig Council. And, you know, not to be negative or anything like that, guys, but apparently there was a scorecard issue. And Angel Perdomo just called the uh, roster move. Yardley was uh, option down. Uh, Perdomo called up. Perfect spot for him. A 6-1 to one lead in the ninth inning. Appar- apparently, and we'll, we'll hear from Craig Council um, on that, but Drew Rasmussen comes in and, and lights a little fire for the Cubs in the ninth inning. They have to go to Josh Hader. But could you imagine 
What would have happened if the Cubs came back to win this baseball? I don't even want to think that. Don't, don't even think that. All right, let's get back to the positive stuff. That is the uh, rotation here. This is six games now. We're going to go back to uh, Tuesday. Freddie Peralta, he goes five innings, allows one hit and no runs, eight strikeouts. All right, turn the page to Wednesday. Brandon Woodruff, seven innings, one hit, no runs, eight strikeouts. Let's go to Thursday in St. Louis. Corbin Burns, six innings, one hit, no runs, nine strikeouts. Let's uh, fast forward to Saturday. Adrian Hauser, five innings, one unearned run, and just a measly three strikeouts for Adrian Hauser. Are you kidding me? Come on now. <laughs> you got to hold up your end of the bargain uh, here. Yesterday, Brett Anderson, five innings. He allows um, one earned run and just one strikeout. And then today, Peralta, six innings, one run on just two hits, and 10 strikeouts. That is a major, major role for a starting rotation. The only thing you could point to here is the fact that you would like to see these five-inning outings going to six, six, and a third. You, you, that's the only thing I can point to here. Walks, maybe. We're seeing a, a few uh, additional walks that you probably wouldn't want uh, otherwise. That's uh, mainly Freddie Peralta, Adrian Hauser. But again, this role is amazing, and are you getting sold on these guys? I, I, I am. Again, six consecutive Five innings, one hit, no runs for Peralta last week. Wednesday of last week, Woody, seven innings, one hit, no runs, and eight strikeouts. Thursday, Corbin Burns, he goes six innings, one hit, no runs, and nine strikeouts. Then Saturday, Adrian Hauser, five innings, one unearned run. Yesterday, Brett Anderson goes five innings, allows one earned run. Today, Freddie Peralta strikes out 10 through six innings, just one run on just two hits. I, I mean, I don't know what more I can say about it, but early on, they're selling me. Are they selling you? 414-799-1250, getting your reaction here after a, another Brewers victory over the Chicago Cubs. Uh, let's get into our uh, game recap here, some fun stuff. Well, the sixth inning sure was fun. First inning, Freddie Peralta starts this thing out with a uh, one-out walk to Contreras. Then he gets Rizzo on a foul pop-up. And uh, Narvaez, a nice play. And a strikeout to Bryant, bottom of the first. Uh, Peralta had 17 pitches uh, in that first inning. So uh, already kind of fighting the, the pitch count. Um Elzelai throws nine in his first inning. Kane a strikeout. Vogelbach a ground out. Shaw up 3-0. Swinging flies out to uh, right. No score into the second inning. Leadoff walk for the Cubs. Um, a strikeout. Pop-up strikeout from Peralta. Bottom two. No score. Leadoff base hit by Avi Garcia to start that second inning. Ball was off the wall. Ends up just a single. Strikeout, and Keston hits into a double play. No score into the third inning. Peralta in the third inning gets a strikeout, 
a fly out down the line and right, and then Keston Hira's golden glove shines at second base there, just a little mishap allowing Contreras to reach. That brings up Rizzo, goes full count on uh, Anthony Rizzo. And, um, well, the sparkling gem from Keston doesn't hurt. Rizzo flies out to shallow left to end the frame. Bottom three, no score in this one. Brewers empty. Uh, And Peralta back out there into the fourth inning. 58 pitches through the three innings for Freddie. Scoreless, no more. In the fourth inning, Chris Bryant leads off that inning with a solo homer. Freddie settles in from right there. A couple of punch outs and uh, one zip to the bottom of the fourth. Offense nowhere to be found. Strikeout, strikeout, ground out in that fourth inning. 44 pitches for Alzali through the four inning of uh, four innings of work. Peralta uh, pitches a one, two, three, fifth inning. Offense returns the favor for the crew. A couple of more strikeouts, six in the game thus far to that point to the sixth inning, holding at one zip. Freddie. A scoreless sixth, a couple of punch-outs, ten strikeouts, two hits, just the one run given up, and a holding pattern at one zip. But that all changed in the sixth inning. Crew cooking at that point. A leadoff base hit by Narvaez. Daniel Robertson then works a walk. Freddie's day is done as Billy McKinney is pinch-hitting for him. He slaps a base hit to load the bases. McKinney, to that point, four for seven. Four pinch hits on the season. He also had two more in this game. Bases uh, loaded up for Kane. Kane with a ground ball. Baez goes to the plate. That pinches the runner at the uh, plate. Bases loaded now with one out. David Ross goes to his bullpen, going to Chafin, the lefty to face Vogelbach. Council counters, moving chess pieces, and puts Luis Urias in the box, less hitting less than 100, and he's loving the matchups. This is Craig Council working it right here, showing a little confidence in the kid. It's got a nice matchup, the lefty against the righty Urias. Vogelbach goes back into the dugout. He's spent. You can't go to him anymore. So come on, kid. Luis Urias comes up with the biggest hit of the game. Chafin deals. Urias down the line. Yeah, the highlight from Bally Sports, Wisconsin. That's a huge hit, and I will say this. Can I admit something to you? I would not have made that move. I can tell you that right now. I would have I would have went with Vogelbach against the lefty. I'd have been fine with that. Bases loaded, one zip game, less than two outs. But that's why that's why Craig Council is a great manager right there. It worked for him. And the Brewers go up three to one as he clears the bases with that double. And they weren't done yet. Shaw then with a bounce out to the right side, Urias moves to third base. Intentional walk to Garcia. Runners at the corners with three in and two out. 
A wild pitch brings in another run to make it four to one. One ball, one strike on Bradley. And that's going to get away from Contreras. Another run will score. A wild pitch, and Urias scores the fourth run of the sixth inning. Garcia moved to second base on that play, and Jackie Bradley Jr. says, hey, I want some of this action. Two and one to count. And a shot, base hit, into the gap. Garcia rounds third. He'll score. Jackie Bradley Jr. around second on his way to third. No throw, a belly flop triple. Five to one, Milwaukee, as Jackie Bradley Jr. delivers. One of the sweetest plays in baseball is uh, is a triple, isn't it? Just to see dudes like JBJ run, man, that was cool. Five to one, inning does continue here in that sixth inning. Um, let's see here, Keston Hira, yeah, he he's starting to heat up a little bit, isn't he? He gets in on the action as well. Three and two, Hira, right side base hit, another run will score. Keston Hira. A two-out, two-strike RBI single. Six to one, Milwaukee. Yeah, beat the shift. Yeah, keep the line moving was the uh, mantra for that sixth inning for the Brewers' offense. Six runs in that inning. Narvaez was hit by a pitch after that. Chafin is removed. Cubs go back to the pen. They go with Steele. Keston, speaking of which, Steele's third base. A strikeout, however, ends the frame. Big-time damage done in that sixth inning. Six runs on five hits, a couple of walks, a hit-by-pitch, a wild pitch. They send 11 men to the plate, and the 6-1 lead goes into the seventh as Brent Suter is coming on. Big-time shutdown inning for uh, the Brewers' left-hander. 6-1 into the bottom of the seventh. Brewers wanted more in the seventh inning. Billy McKinney leads off the inning with a base hit. Over to second, he goes on Baez's air. Kane, a ground ball, moves the runner to third. Oof, Urias strikes out. Ouch. Uh, Shaw works a walk. Runners at the corners with the two out. They hit Garcia to load the bases for JBJ. Mm, And he grounds out. Little comebacker to end that threat six to one into the eighth inning Devin Williams pitches the eighth inning now those that are extremely concerned let's concerned let's not have knee-jerk reaction with Devin Williams quite yet we need to remember I believe that the number is four four appearances in all of Cactus League play let's give him a little time he's not going to be as dominating as he was last year he'll be dominating It won't be just that dominating, but he's still going to be good. Give him a little time here. He does pitch a scoreless uh, frame. A couple of walks for Devin Williams, a little slow on the pacing. I I didn't like that. Um, Something to keep an eye on there. Just get get a better rhythm for Devin Williams. Uh, Jace Peterson, a leadoff walk in that eighth inning. Narvaez with a fielder's choice. We get Peterson at second base. Robertson strikes out McKinney, then with his third hit of the game. Uh, and Lorenzo Cain uh, comes up there and strikes out to end the frame to the ninth inning. Now, here's where some something goofy happened here, and I, I can't wait to hear from Craig Council on this. Was it a lineup card issue? It looks like it. Angel Perdomo called upon to uh, 
pitched that ninth inning, but ineligible, it looks like. Uh, Drew Rasmussen then scrambles to get ready, and he's in trouble. After a fly out to Rizzo, Chris Bryant with a base hit. He walks Jock Peterson, then a wild pitch. Runners move over. Baez then doubles in a couple of runs. A little too close for comfort at 6-3. to three. Counts has had enough. He says, uh-uh, I want the hammer. Hader comes in, a ground ball and a strikeout, and there's your final as the Brewers take game one of this three-game set against the Chicago Cubs and win their fifth in their last six games, and they do it with the starting pitching. Are you guys, are you guys sold on this starting rotation yet? I'm just wondering if, you know, some of these numbers are just amazing. Now, are they going to continue to do this? Yeah, you know. I don't know at this pace, a sub two ERA for the Brewers starters as a whole, but there's, it looks like, well, they're selling me. I, I can just tell you what I think. They're, they're selling me on this thing. Uh, Craig Council said the other day, we knew this was going to be a strength of our team, but I don't know if he knew this good. Speaking of Craig Council, he'll be on the Wendy's Big Show tomorrow at noon talking to the guys. Well, he'll tell you all about his starting rotation for sure. Uh, Those of you on hold, sit right there. We'll take our first break here. Still to get to Craig Council on this and uh, your thoughts on this rotation and the Brewers' uh, reaction, your reaction on the Brewers' win in general at 414-799-1250. Back home against the Cubs, tailgating. Those of you coming out of American Family Field, how was the tailgate if that's uh, indeed what you chose to do, 799-1250. It is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by Great Lakes Dragway and Union Grove on 1250 AM, The Fan and Odyssey Station. Let's hear what you thought of today's game on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan, call Tim Allen now at 414-799-1250 or tweet the show at 1250AMTheFan. Yeah, how do you feel about this Brewers starting rotation thus far? Because they have just been dynamite thus far this year and... Are you sold on it? Because they're starting to sell me. A 6-4 and four mark uh, are the Brewers here for through the first 10 games. They've won five of their last six. Their offense coming alive, and that's pretty impressive too. Last three games, 24 runs, 30 hits for this Brewers offense. That's a little, well, a lot better. Uh, and today, keeping the line moving was the name of the game there in that sixth run, sixth inning. 414-799-1250. Let's go to Ryan. Ryan, um, are you getting sold on this rotation yet? Oh, I'm totally sold. I think you look at Burns and Woodruff, I don't know if there's a better one-two punch in the league, you know, and, and I think it's easy to, to believe that. You know, I think uh, I think a lot of times we look at, you know, a team beginning of the year and say, well, if they can do that and if they do this, I just don't see it being a question of if with those two guys. They are what they are. You look at 2018, they were dominant in that and in that nlcs versus the dodgers and in the nl uh the ds versus the rockies you know they've proven it and i think peralta and hauser have have shown too that they are what you know we thought they were the last couple of years so um yeah, you, yeah you, I, I totally think 
I had time to buy in. And I just, if I could say make one more point, Tim, I just think that people should be uh, super pumped up about these wins here against these division teams, you know, or even though it's April, you look at these, these games here. I mean, I know it's just a game here, a game there, but it's not, you know, every game we win against the Cubs, the Cardinals, it's really a two game swing in the standings. So I just think people should be super pumped up. You look at the next two days, we got Woodruff, Burns, Going again, we have a chance to go six and three in this stretch. That, that's that's huge against these guys. Oh, so, oh it's huge. Um, oh, absolutely. In in the nine games, yeah, you're right. And and you know what, you're sort of setting your sights on. You know, if you can win one of the next two, you take this series again. And I, you know, I I applaud that effort too. That's a little more realistic than my crazy fan. Uh, mind works. You know, I, I want them both. You got your two studs out there. You've got a reeling Chicago Cubs offense. They can't get out. Of, they look flat. I will say that. I'll say the Chicago. I haven't seen these guys in the last four games look as flat. Uh, what, in the last five years? You know, it's it's amazing, Tim. You know, you look at after they won that World Series in what, 2016, you thought that this was going to be the team of the decade. And Man, really look at what what the Brewers did in 2018, where they won in Game 163. That that really was kind of the beginning of the end for them. It just it's really remarkable to me that I I think that's kind of where they're at right now. Um, is that this is kind of the end of this this little run here that Good. they've had, and I just I just think it's <laughs> awesome right now to be a Brewers fan. Yeah. All right, Ryan. Thanks for the call. Yeah, he's getting sold on the starting rotation, but. You know, you may look back on that. That's a good point. Uh, the game 163 may have been a little tipping point to the end of that little whatever the Cubs uh, got into. They're in a tough spot, guys, with Baez, Rizzo, and, and, and Bryant. Couldn't happen to a better team, though. I, I just love when they there there's a lot of dysfunction at Wrigley. I, I really enjoy that part of it. Um, Woody and Burns go in the next two two days. I mean – Yes, you for sure want to, uh, you know, get one of those games. And do you do you get greedy? Well, let's let's just see, let's just let's just find out uh, what happens. Brewers offense uh, starting to uh, churn a little bit better. And what's funny is I was looking at the box score, and I'll I'll read you the box score here in in just a little while. I, I noticed something here, and again, guys, it's it's ten games, so I understand that. But when you compare it to last year, just just the name recognition alone for this this roster compared to last year, where last year you had sort of these recognized Justin Smokes and even an Eric Sogard to a degree, sort of a recognized name, a Brock Holt, a Logan Morrison. This year, it's a Daniel Robertson. It's a Billy McKinney. It's a Jace Peterson. So I, you know, I'm I'm gonna f- stay short of of giving uh, Stearns and company uh, credit uh, for assembling this roster to this point, but it's leaning in that right direction. Billy McKinney, I, I don't know, guys. He he might have worked his way into a little playing time here. Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty two. Todd, Todd, you're next. What's going on, Todd? Howdy, boys. Uh... Timmy, I, I think I uh, I owe a, a mea culpa to uh, Mr. Chris Hook. I remember I talked to you about two years ago, and uh, you brought him up from AAA with all the young guns, and, uh, and <laughs> boy, I just remember the call. So 
so vividly, and I told you, I said, I, I, I thought it was like uh, bringing your high school kids up to college and you hopping out of the station wagon and you teaching them. Yeah, and I didn't yeah. give the man uh, <laughs> very much credit because uh, I just didn't. But uh, I, I never thought you'd bring these guys up to maturation. And uh, I owe uh, mea culpa. I was wrong, and I think he did bring them back to uh, to uh, maturation. And uh, I think uh, the decisions made by the uh, yeah. Mr. Stearns was uh, correct in that, and I was. Well, is it not. is it fair to say then, uh, at the very least, we should be starting to buy into this Ross, uh, the starting rotation collectively? Oh, absolutely, Kenny. Yeah, I a hundred percent. Yes, uh, absolutely. I think uh, they're they right there, and you know, and, and like my father always says, better lucky than good. But I think they're better good than lucky right now. Oh, for sure. That's a good way to put it. Todd, thanks. Thanks as always. Yeah, they, they're just good. Those of you just tuning in, are you sold on this starting rotation? I'll just flip you back six games, all right? Going back to Tuesday, Freddie Peralta. He went five innings, allowed one hit, no runs, and eight strikeouts. The next day on Wednesday, Brandon Woodruff, seven innings, one hit, no runs, and eight strikeouts. Then Thursday, the next day, Corbin Burns, six innings, allowed one hit, no runs, and nine strikeouts. Go to Saturday, Adrian Hauser goes five innings, allows one unearned run. Then yesterday, Brett Anderson goes five innings of work, allows one earned run. Today, Freddie Peralta goes six innings, allows two hits, on a, uh, gives up a run, and ten strikeouts. I mean, you can't argue those numbers now I'm not seeing too much love collectively when I watch MLB Network quite yet there was a a mention uh, yesterday but really not a focus I think you're going to start seeing these these pieces put together like wow the Brewers have something cooking here check out these numbers sub two ERA for this rotation it's buying time for the offense you know what, what what happens in the sixth inning tonight if, you know, Freddie Peralta gets beat on for four or five or six runs. I don't know if that sixth inning even happens. But you hold serve right there. These guys are doing that and waiting for the offense. The offense is starting to come through now. It's a wicked, wicked recipe when you have starters doing what they're doing right now. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Um, Where are we going here, Austin? Let's go to Mike. Mike, you're next up on the fan. Are you hearing me okay? You bet, Mike. All right. Uh, yeah, I listened to the whole game today, and I'm just, as I say when I call in, I'm getting more and more jacked. This, uh, the thing about Peralta, he uh, he used to get shook up when, uh, you know, he'd give up a home run, and he'd, uh, he, it would show on his pitching, but he he's learning, and uh, he's not getting all shook up, but was it Garcia that hit that one off the wall and only got the first base? Yes, sir. That cannot happen. That will lose you the World Series if you don't run those balls out. He can't, uh, you know, he thought it was out, I guess. That's inexcusable to me, I think. Okay, I'm going to agree with you there, Mike. Uh, hang in there. Thanks Thanks for the call. Yeah, I'm going to agree with it. Wasn't Austin, maybe you can help me out. I, maybe not. Did, 
did Garcia not run one out last year and there was a little bit of an issue with that? I think so. Yeah, I think you may be right. But tonight, I, I just thought it was, uh, I don't that know if it was necessarily. Was yeah, I think he just roped one in it. Yeah. It the the fueler just got to it quick and I don't I don't think it made sense for him to send him you know with with how close that play probably would have been. I think you know you just yeah. like like we've been talking about just keep the line moving. Get base hits, next guy up, next guy's job is to get another base hit. And I'm not sure but maybe he did address it or I don't know maybe there was something with Garcia in the, in that regard. But nonetheless, um Typically, you hit a ball off the wall, you should get more than first base, but sometimes it's hit so hard that you know the, the fielder plays it just right. And if the outfield um, is playing deep, too. Yeah, and they, I mean, they're on the ball so quick these days, Mike. They, they are. And when they play that deep in today's baseball, a lot of times they are playing deep, and they get to the ball so quick. And, I mean, these, these, guys, uh, these guys are pretty good. <laughs> I mean, defensively, they're big leaguers. Uh, playing at the highest level here. We're going to hear from manager Craig Council. We'll hear from uh, the guy who got the biggest hit today, and, and you got to feel good about that, and really close eyes uh, on Luis Urias since the Orlando Arcia trade. That was a huge moment in this game. Bases loaded, one out. Brewers are down one zip, starting to get a little late. It's the sixth inning. You You move Vogelbach back out. And you put in Urias to, to to pinch hit against the lefty. Now, again, I, I will say this. I didn't agree with the call, the move that council made. I, I just didn't. At the time, I was just saying, you know, Vogelbach can put this thing in play, get this thing back to even. There's less than two outs with that man on third. Well, bases were loaded. But I would have stuck with Vogelbach in there and just, hey, to hell with the matchup here. I, I want my better hitter there, not counsel. It goes to Luis Urias, who comes up with the three-run double. Big-time, game-changing play. That, that's going to uh, that's gonna help his psyche a little bit, I think, uh, Luis Urias. Uh, there, there, there may be – he may be feeling a little bit of heat. And you try and – you know, you moved Orlando Arcia out of here – maybe to alleviate some of that that press, uh, pressure. And uh, it may have worked in the opposite direction, but kid's a decent baseball player, and we're going to have to show a little patience there. 799-1250 as uh, we'll go to Eric. Eric, you're next here on The Fan. What's going on, Eric? Hey, Tim, I have a serious question for you. I was a many-time winner of the MVP contest. Okay. No longer, no longer a contest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we're we're not doing the contesting on the MVB. Uh, maybe by the end of the year, you never know. All right. Uh, and the guys on FS1 after the Brewers game, Frank Thomas and the A Train mm-hmm. had really good things to say about the Brewers. So they're getting some love nationally now. Good, good, and they and they should. And if this continues and. Do you, are you sold on it, the rotation? I'm especially since Freddie's come on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they just, a lot of teams only have two really good starting pitchers. The Brewers already had that. Now maybe they have three really good starting pitchers. So definitely. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you for the call, Eric. Yeah. It 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 didn't take long to line up five one two in the series in a series. 
Um, so you have game one tonight. It went five tomorrow, one Woody, two Burns. I was I was expecting to get a little deeper into the season before those stars lined up like that. But they just so happened to line up on game 10, 11, and 12. But to go Peralta, Woodruff, and Burns, at this point, at this point, good luck. I mean, again, because of last year, you got to watch the innings, you got to watch the pitch count. But despite that, five, six, seven innings of none or one-run baseball, six consecutive games. Now, they did do this, one run or less, in at least five innings of work, seven consecutive games, going back to uh, 2011. Let's see if I can remember this. Um, Markham, Markham, Granke, Wolf. Oh, help me out, Austin. Markham, you're you're Granke, on so Wolf, far. Gallardo. Actually, you're one off. Estrada started it off. Oh, Marco Estrada. Yep, Marco okay. Estrada started off. Then Markham. Then Randy Wolf. Giovanni Gallardo. Zach Granke. Back yep. to Estrada. And then back to Markham. Yep. So they, they get, uh, well, one more. Uh, tomorrow they'll match that and uh but are you sold on this they they uh, collective uh, starters ERA now under 2 and just hey giving the offense a chance here uh still a lot to get to tonight we'll check out the numbers we'll hear from Craig Council Luis Urias and uh, a couple of words from Freddie Peralta as well and you guys on uh, your i guess confidence level or being sold you're starting to be to be sold on this rotation like me I'm I'm starting to Say, hey, why shouldn't this continue would be my question. I mean, do do they all fall apart? I think it, uh, to a degree, um, will continue. Now, will they continually go five, six, seven innings of one run or no run baseball? Probably not. I mean, let's, let's face it, but it sure is damn fun right now while they're doing it. They get a 6-3 victory over the Chicago Cubs, game one of a three-game set, and you're listening to the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, a 6-3 victory. Freddie Peralta, outstanding six innings, two hits and a run, 10 punch-outs against that Chicago Cub offense. We'll be back on 1250 AM The Fan and Odyssey Station. What was the deal with the lineup? Why did he make that bullpen move? Why did he pinch hit with that guy? Time to get all of those questions answered and more with Scoop from the Skipper. This is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. 6-3 final. Brewers get the victory. Game one of this three-game set. Tim Allen and you guys at 799-1250. And this is sort of uh, interesting as the 21 championship season gets underway here through the first 10 games. This is what I like to do, and I get a lot of flack for this, but that so be it. I've been doing it for 16 years now. Let's see. They go 6-4 and four in the first 10. This is some raw math. We talk about pacing. <laughs> you win 
Six of every 10. That's six times 16. That's 96 victories, folks. That's what they're pacing to right, right now. Okay, I got you. We'll get to Craig Council here. Let me get in a, a couple of more calls here, see if you guys are sold on this rotation. Still early on, but twice through now, 10 games. They've been outstanding. Let's go to uh, Madison. Say hello to Nathan listening on the Odyssey app. What's going on, Nathan? Not much. How are you doing? Good. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm so far I'm pretty sold on the rotation. I'm glad that the Brewers decided to go with Peralta over Lindblom because the few times Lindblom's come in, he's just gotten banged up. Yep. And uh, another thing I'd say is I think the Brewers need to find a way to get McKinney more at bats. Yeah, dude's been good. I mean, just flat out good. He's got four. All right, Nathan, thanks for the call. Four pinch hits so far this year. He's six for nine on the season. But four of those six have been pinch hits. One of the, if not the most difficult thing to do in all of baseball is to be a pinch hitter. That's a rough living. That's I. That's just a, a rough, rough way to make a living there. You got to have a short-term memory if you're going to be a pinch hitter in baseball. I mean, the Lenny Harris and the Mark Sweeney's of the world. I mean, you got to credit those guys. I don't know how they do it, but just out of the blue, they're going to get an AB, and that's about it. And we'll see you again in a couple of days. And big at bats, big situations. McKinney, um, it's an opportunity now to maybe. Um, you know, with Yelich's uh, back, I mean, maybe you still have a little bit of a rotation with, with uh, Lorenzo Kane and Garcia, maybe, to keep that, uh, to keep definitely Kane healthier. So maybe you get that, or maybe uh, McKinney goes in for Vogelbach. You know, on an occasion here. Keston Hira slid over to second base today. That seemed like a, a no-brainer since Colton Wong is uh, on the IL. So a lot of moving parts for Craig Council. We'll get to him in a second. Let's get Mike in here. Mike, you're next here on The Fan. Yeah, uh, it, for one, it was great to be back in the stadium. Great to tailgate. Um, awesome. Uh, uh, and always fun being the Cubs. Um, my hesitancy with the rotation is that we just faced the Cardinals and Cubs for a lot of games. The Cubs have the worst batting average in mm -hmm. Major League Baseball, and I believe the Cardinals are like 23rd worst batting average in Major League Baseball. So I just don't want to get too excited too early. We haven't faced the um, the Dodgers or any you know lineup like that yet. Okay, it's a great point, Mike, and I'm I'm with you 100. percent I, I want to see more, and that's why I'm starting to be sold. Thanks for the call. Starting to be sold on this rotation. That is the one of the caveats. The other one would be just about a wildness here, Hauser uh, and, and Peralta as well. And they're, they're somewhat young, uh, so they need to work through those things. But, yeah, the Cardinals aren't hitting the ball well. The Cubs look like a lost cause, honestly, and that's, that's just music to my ears. I just love that. Um, so, yeah, you want to see, you know, you've got Pittsburgh after Chicago here, and we're looking at San Diego, then Chicago again, and then the Dodgers. So, Mike, agreed, some tests coming up, and that is going to be uh, 
that's going to be some fun times here as as uh, we move along here. And and to answer the one of the questions uh, in the first segment or second segment that. You know, our caller mentioned that um, you know maybe some Brewer fans are going to be you know jumping aboard and having some fun here. It takes a little time. It does. It's going to take a little time collectively uh, for you know the the casual fans, us Brewer hardcores. We're going to meet here after the last pitch all the time, so uh, we we don't count in that regard um, in terms of that that rolling boil, if you will, of a decent season. We'll see. We'll, we'll get there. All right, so a little mishap uh, with the lineup card. I want to get uh, the information on that. Craig Council has got to be pretty pleased with Freddie Peralta. We're going to hear from him coming up in a bit. Um, and I, I do remember maybe, was it a uh, Lucroy and Braun thing, East Coast, maybe against the Phillies? There was a lineup discrepancy early on, and someone batted out of order. And I don't know if it was uh, Braun was removed from the game, maybe. And then years ago, I just uh, again off the top of my head, um, tr- under Treble Horn, there was a a Yount and a Young Mike. I think his name was Mike Young. Uh, they were both in the lineup, but I think somebody wrote it down in the lineup card as Young and Young. And so Yount had to had to take that day off. So just wondering what happened with Perdomo there in the ninth, but a lot of good things to talk about, and let's hear it from Craig Council after the win. Craig, I'm, I'm guessing everybody in the dugout must have really greeted uh, Urias. You guys have been pulling for him. You talked before the game about you know him just needing to get something going, and that sure was a big hit. Yeah, it was a huge hit. Um you know, it was it was obviously a huge spot in the game. Bases loaded, one out, and um, thought against the lefty. Luis had a, you know contact helps us there just to even tie the game, and he jumped on a first pitch slider and um, did something good with it. Like how cool was it then to see a couple other guys who've been struggling at the plate too chip in in that inning? Yeah, I mean it was it was a it was a really good inning. Obviously the. You know, Urias gets the hit, and makes it three-one, and then Travis grounds out, and then we get a bunch of two-out base hits that um, Jackie and Keston and, and kept kept the great inning going. So, um, it was a really really nice inning, um, and those guys getting getting on the board, like you said, helping us helping us do something was uh, was a positive for sure. Greg, how impressed have you been with Billy McKinney and the at bats that he's giving you off the bench? Yeah, I mean. I don't know what he is right now, but it's, it's, it's pretty amazing. It's, um, you know, lots of hard contact and, uh, swinging the bat really good. So he's had some, he's had some big moments. He kept some innings going. He tonight was a huge hit. D Rob's walk in that inning was, it was a huge, uh, at bat as well. So Billy's doing his job. He's, he's, he's basically pinch hitting, um, one at bat a night today and tonight he got two, but one at bat a night and doing a heck of a job at it. Or maybe three yeah. there. The way their starter was pitching, Freddie gives up that homer. Um, you know, it could have been a spot to lose focus, but it looked like he was almost better after that than he was before. Uh, yeah, and I, I think that's just another sign of where Freddie's going um, and his experience um, kind of getting him through that and then just, you know, telling himself that's all they're going to get. Because um, it was, you know, the way um, Adzalea was pitching, it was you're going to have to keep it tight, and, and Freddie did exactly that. And, you know, actually, the way the pitches were going, I didn't know if we'd be able to get him through the sixth, and then he was really efficient in the fifth and sixth. So, um, you know, I've, I've 
you know, that might've been even a better start than the one in Chicago, really. And that's tough to do back to back, isn't it? I mean, the Cubs aren't exactly swinging the bats the way they want, but still you get a second look at a guy, you figure it's advantage hitters. Yeah, no doubt. It's, I mean, that second start against the team is, is never easy. Um, uh, but I thought, you know, if you saw Freddie change it up a little bit, it was probably a little more fastball heavy tonight. And that's, that's what, that's what you got to do. And now that that's what he's able to do right now um, with, with more weapons. Hey, Craig, um, on the Perdomo thing there, what was the explanation there? Was he just not on the lineup card or? Yeah, he was not on the lineup card. So um, look, it's, it's our mistake. Um it's an automated system now that's when you make a roster move, um, it's supposed to auto populate the, the lineup, but it's our responsibility to check the lineup. Um, and so, um, for whatever reason, uh, it, 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 for whatever reason, it wasn't on the umpire line. It was on our diff- other lineup card, but it wasn't on, um, the one given to the, to the umpires. Like I was looking, that happened a couple times last year too. Is that, you know, does that system need to be reexamined that this has happened now three times in the last what, three well, months? Well, you know, it, look, I don't, it needs to be examined on our end for sure. We just need to, it's easy. It's an easy fix for us uh, that, that, you know, we just, we weren't checking it because it was automated and that's our fault and that's on us. Um, we were taught the lesson tonight that we've got to check it. Um, and so that's how we'll approach it from now on is to, to, to check every player. But, um, yeah, I mean, it catch, catch, caught us by no, no question. It caused by surprise and wasn't a good feel. We were, wasn't a good feeling. That's for sure. Um, but we, we got the W so we'll, we'll learn from it. Um, and like I said, set up a system and make sure it doesn't happen again. You feel bad for Perdomo in that situation. What, what was his reaction? Um, yeah, I mean, he took it in stride, you know. Craig, did that put Rasmus in that spot though? Was he allowed to, he was not allowed to as many warmups as he wanted. Yeah, yeah, no, he was, yeah. He oh, was. okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, there he is, Craig Council. Hey, yeah, yeah. Um, I got to be fair about this. And, and my patience wears a little thin on the simple things. So if this is a re- reoccurring situation, look at the way this played out in the ninth inning. I'm just saying, just puts in for a little thought. People make mistakes, I get it. But the simple things, and this I think would be categorized as a simple thing, the more difficult decision, pulling Vogelbach back, lefty-lefty matchup. Nope, game on the line. I'm going with the guy hitting 043. I mean, that that's the difficult stuff. I can deal with that. Might not agree with all of it, but, I mean, I can deal with it. That's up to interpretation and perspective. But the lineup stuff, <laughs> okay, let's just... Hope it doesn't happen again, and I'll refrain from any sort of rant in any way, shape, or form. How's that sound, <laughs> Austin? For what it's worth, what if it happens again, like next week or something? Then I'll be excited to listen to a rant because it, yes. it will be coming. Because then it will happen. Uh, there's no no question. It will. No excuses. No excuses anymore. That's on. 
That's on Counts and Murph and, and the their system to put in place and have a little check and balance for that. But in the meantime, we'll celebrate this victory. Going to hear from Luis Urias. He came up with a big blast today, a, a bases-clearing double in that six-run sixth inning. And still uh, have time for you to jump in here at 414-799-1250 to see if you're starting to get sold on this starting rotation. They've been outstanding. And another brilliant performance tonight from Freddy Peralta. Six innings, a couple of hits, just the one Run given up and 10 strikeouts for Freddie tonight. Wow. You're listening to the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove on 1250 AM The Fan. It's an Odyssey station. Let's find out what happened in today's game from the guys that played it. Let's head inside the clubhouse presented by Windows Select. Right now, buy one, get one free. Plus, no payments for an entire year. Call them today at 262-703-3500. 6-3 final. Brewers take game one of this three-game set. And uh, if you're not sold on the rotation because they need to face a little more competition, I get that. Here's an example of that. Any Pick any 10-game stretch for the Chicago Cubs. We could be at the beginning, the end, the middle, whatever. Pick a year, pick any year. This is the fewest hits in any 10-game stretch for a Chicago Cubs offense since 1901. That is a, just a, a lovely stat. <laughs> that, that is, you got to love that stat. 49 hits in this 10 games to start the, the season for the Cubs. Had less than five a game. Hits, not runs. Hits. Love it. Uh, we'll hear from Luis Urias, who had the big blast in that sixth inning, a bases-clearing double in just a second here. Check out some of the numbers. Let's get Greg in here. Greg, you're on the fan. What's going on? Hey, good morning, or good evening. <laughs> well, we can, stay to... until, we can stay until morning. I'm with you. I'm kind of tired. I'm, I'm heading back from work. Uh, what was the lineup problem? Um, they generate a roster type of lineup which are players available and then you know they submit it to the umpiring crew and if if you're not listed on there then apparently you're ineligible to play in that game and who wasn't listed and that was angel perdomo because they made a roster move they made a roster move prior to the game and sent eric yardley down and yeah. brought Perdomo up, and and uh, you know a mistake like that. If you if you look, Greg, at how that ninth inning shook out, Rasmussen, you know, a couple of runs, a couple of runners aboard, still only one out. Hell, the tying run was on deck in this game. Yeah, that was tight. Uh, the one thing that uh, obviously they probably it's probably some guy down the line that didn't do that. And Craig, you know, obviously he's the buck stops here type of a coach, so hopefully he'll get it fixed. But here's what I loved about tonight's game. 
he brings in a guy, like you said, who's batting under 100, and he comes up with a key hit, and it's righty on righty. There's something about Craig Council that just I love. He's got a sixth sense. He, he to me, is one of the better managers in, in the National League. He is the longest tenured manager in the National League, and I'm, I'm going to stay consistent with this. I believe he's a very good manager, but I, one, I believe he has a ceiling to be a great manager. Here's a guy that's got two rings from two different teams. I think these players listen to him. I, I still think about that book where, you know, I think one of the chapters was called The Chicken Runs at Midnight. Mm-hmm. Guy would get up at midnight on the road and run. I mean, I just love that. And he's local. I, I mean, I'm, I'm old enough to remember guys like uh, Harvey Keen and the great 1982 year. This guy is going to bring us a pennant, maybe a That's- World Series. It may be, yes, and and we're all hoping for that. Greg, thanks for the call. I I still recall in his uh, press conference in May of 2015 when he he got the job, and he said, uh, we're going to be better teammates here. We are all going to be better teammates. And that leads to the chemistry of what Craig Council puts on the field. And, you know, again, I, I wondered at that time, whether or not that was just his philosophy or whether there were a lot of problems in the clubhouse because you didn't know. You didn't know. You make a statement like that, we're going to be better teammates, end quote. You didn't really know if that was just his overall managerial style and and theory or that we're going to be better teammates. You could, you could understand it that way too, that, Hey, there's some, something bad going on in this clubhouse. We, we've got to be better teammates, but now we know that's just simply his philosophy. That's, uh, that's pretty interesting. It really is. And, and I believe he'll be a great manager. I do. And to get there, you've got to win a world series. I think he will. Uh, speaking of Craig Council, he'll be on the Wendy's Big Show tomorrow at noon. So uh, that should be a must listen. Just write that down, put it in your phone, and just sound the alarm at 11.55 tomorrow morning. And uh, as a reminder to get over to the Big Show and hear Craig Council exclusively here on the fan and throughout the Wendy's Big Show network as well. Luis Urias had the big uh, big blast in that uh, sixth inning. Didn't go over the wall, didn't need to, cleared up the bases, gave the Brewers a 3-1 lead with that three-run double. Here's what he had to say after the game. Luis, how have you stayed positive early in the season when the hits haven't been coming, and then how good did tonight feel? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think it's a, it's a tough game, especially uh, the size of hitting. I feel like it's a really tough game. You know, you can go uh, – one for 20, I think, and then you can go 10 for 20. That's that's how it is this game. And I've been trying to stay positive, uh, telling myself that it's 162 games. It's a long season. And obviously, I'm gonna, uh, I, ke- I keep working and every day trying to, to show up and get my best, you know, to get my the results that I want. And today, that kind of gave me more confidence, you know, uh, getting that hit. And it was a, it was a fun game. Luis, were you looking to uh, be aggressive, just get up there and swing at the first good pitch you got? 
Yeah, I mean, I was trying to, you know, take just uh, get a. Uh, I was trying to get a good pitch to hit. Uh, I was trying to, to you know, drive it to the middle. Uh, I got an off speed and I kind of stayed to it, and I was able to to hit it to the left field. You know, I, I'm trying to to keep it simple at home plate, uh, not trying to to think too much. But obviously, I'm always trying to stay aggressive. Hey, Luis, we haven't spoke to you actually since the trade from uh, involving Orlando Arcia. What what was your reaction to the trade, and particularly what was your reaction to just count, uh, Craig Council and David Stern suggesting that this was a, a commitment to you at shortstop? Yeah, obviously, uh, 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 obviously, I was kind of sad. I think everybody was kind of sad, you know, of, of losing a, a teammate like like Orlando that has been in the, in the organization for a while. Um, obviously, we, we were kind of sad, but at the same time, uh, I feel like a big uh, responsibility to, you know, to do my best and, you know, uh, to be able to, to, you know, to do what I can do and, and, and hopefully I can help the team to win. Luis, did you uh, have much time to get ready for that pinch hit? H- had Craig told you that you might hit, and I was just wondering, you got to take any swings indoors or anything? Uh, yeah, uh, well, we kind of we kind of prepare for that situation, you know. Even if it's not, uh, I mean, you 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 never know when you're gonna get the opportunity to 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 hit to to get in the game, and obviously we're trying to stay warm, to stay ready for for every situation in the game. And I mean, obviously, I was lucky to. To, to get the opportunity that my teammates uh, made out for me. And uh, I mean, yeah, uh, I was kind of ready. I don't know, I, I forgot the question already. <laughs> <laughs> Luisa, Alzale had been so tough on you guys. And when Chafin came in, you guys started getting some good swings. It looked like you really got it going there. Sorry, can you ask that again? Sure, just, just you know, Alzale had been so tough, their starting pitcher and when they switched pitchers, you know, you guys started getting some better swings. It seemed like. Yeah, I feel like, uh, like I said, like I said, this this game is really tough, especially uh, hitting wise. And I feel like our pitching staff they've been doing an amazing job. And I feel like uh, I think we got the best pitcher in the game. They're not close to it, but I mean, like I said, they've been doing a great job, and that's really that's really good for us. Chafin deals, Urias down the line, that is there! Into the corner it goes! One run is in, two runs are in, here comes Kane! It's a free RBI double for Luis Urias! Boy, how good does that feel for Urias? He is scuffled mightily at the plate. Boy, coming up big. First pitch, got a pitch in on him, and just inside that left field line, Who stood out in tonight's game for the crew? Who didn't have such a great night? Let's find out the answers as we go inside the box. This is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. Well, let's check out some of the numbers. Hey, you know what? Let me squeeze in Mark here. Uh, he's been holding for a little bit. Let me get uh, Mark in here. You're on the fan, Mark, and then I'll get to the numbers. What's going on? Tim, Tim great to talk to you, man. Thanks, Mark. 
Uh, been a fan for a long time. Um, I don't want to necessarily talk about this game. I just kind of want to talk about where the Brewers fit into the baseball hierarchy. We live in, I believe, the smallest uh, 30th of 30 demographic markets. Mm-hmm. And we've been finishing around 10th in attendance. I don't think people realize what an achievement that is. Uh, when I think of baseball cities, you know, and fan bases, yeah, I'll think of the Dodgers that live out in LA, not necessarily the Angels, maybe the Giants, St. Louis, Cubs, Yankees, Boston. Not many more, though, uh, you know, that I would put up with the Brewers. Milwaukee was the first city, nationally city, with the Braves to draw over 2 million fans, okay? And this is a small city. And I was listening to CBS Sports, uh, the national show on Saturday night. They were talking about teams, you know, doing uh, overachieving, underachieving. And, you know, the Brewers have made the playoffs like the last three years or something like that in the small market. Uh, what kind of accomplishment is that? I mean, how much credit does Craig Council deserve? Uh, you know, uh, I think it's amazing. Uh, I really do. And, yes, it's been a short part of the season. Um guys leave, you know, and somehow or other, they hold it together, uh, you know, and I think it's a very bright future. Uh, I hope Council's a lifer, and uh, I just think that they are very, very fortunate. Uh, I hope the fan base can, you know, get back, you know, to full compliment, and, you know, how much fun it is going, and listen, I'm going to tell you something, I love going to Wrigley, I enjoy going down there just for the obvious, but uh, nothing like a Brewer game, the ease, the fun of seeing the old brave replicas and uh you know uh, at 68 years old they have the midday you know the matinees during the week and these people mm-hmm. you know on the five county fridays and i think their promotions are fabulous and they deserve all the success they're achieving it's impressive mark thanks for the call it is very impressive and i i can't say enough about the fan base in milwaukee and i think you know, a lot of people accuse me of being a little gushy about that stuff but it's true you see in these big markets, they cannot draw for whatever reason. And it's so not solely based on the success of a baseball team. It's it's not. It's it's based on a love affair with the team, a love affair with the outing, as you said, the ease of just gliding down ninety four and just exiting and you're there. I mean it's not a major production to go in and, and catch a ball game in Milwaukee. It it does certainly help that you know things have turned around here under Stearns and company, and that includes Council. But Doug Melvin started this thing too, and he needs some credit for this as well. So, at the, at the risk of sounding a little more gushy about this stuff, I, they give credit to fans, Council, the players. I think you're seeing some of that go around baseball now because of what happened last season without the fans. I think you uh, opened a lot of eyes to a ton of players and mainly outside of Milwaukee that realized what the fans are to this game. And these guys think about this. These guys, those of you that you know grew up playing baseball, the, the, there was always something about you know, maybe your girlfriend in the stands or something, right? You're in Little League or, you know, Pony League or high school baseball, and there's you know, a couple more people would show up, and then maybe you make the state or you're in some tournament in Oshkosh, and, yeah, maybe there's a smattering 50, 60 fans. And then as these guys go up the, the, the food chain, if you will, 
you see more and more, and then they get into college, and and sometimes, hey, I know what this is. I've been at some of my son's games uh, over the years where, you know, at the D1 level, there's 40 people there, maybe 50. I think the last University of Wisconsin baseball game drew an attendance of 17. (laughs) So... That, but then they get a little bit higher up. Maybe they make the College World Series. Then they you know, get into the minor league systems or playing pro ball. Then they get into the big fans. There's a juice there. There's, there's something there. And they realize that what happened last year, wow, it's so different that you know it, it freaked them out a little bit. Milwaukee, it's a, it's a little bit different in that you know we, I, I think, I don't know if it came from the top in terms of Melvin, I think, and this is my guess, it started with Doug Melvin having a chat with Adonacio and saying, if we don't get fans in here, we're not going to be able to do anything. And Doug Melvin actually addressed his team the importance of the fan base. I think they've been super fan-friendly. This organization has been super media-friendly. That's pretty important, too. Not only this show, and they've been they've been great to me. I I have no no problems with it. Austin, you were you were down at spring training with me last year, and you've been in that clubhouse with me. I mean, it's just been it's been really good to the media as well. Yeah, even even the nobodies like myself going in there for the first time, super friendly, always willing to have a conversation with you. Obviously, you know not to bother them at certain spots in the clubhouse. Or when they don't have their clothes on, you got to stay away from them at that point. But yeah, just just awesome guys, really easy to talk to, and and always willing to give you a few minutes of their time. Part of that is by design, also, and maybe a larger portion than we ever think is by design. Again, uh, about a hundred million dollar payroll that doesn't happen without us going to the games. There's no no chance that that occurs. Mark, good observation. Uh, for the smallest media market in all of baseball to be, you know, an upper third in attendance is just so impressive. It is. It's it's really under. Uh, it's under talked about. Really, it is. But I'll I'll do my best to keep bringing that up. Let's check out the numbers in this going inside the box. You happen to miss the game? It was a six-three Brewers victory. Lorenzo Cain at the top of the uh, lineup, 0 for 5, a run scored. Vogelbach goes 0 for 2. Luis Urias, 1 for 2, one run scored, three huge RBIs in this ball game. Travis Shaw goes 0 for 3 with a walk. Avi Garcia, 1 for 2 with a run scored, a walk. He was also hit by a pitch. Jackie Bradley Jr., 1 for 4 with a run scored, an RBI. Keston Hira, 1 for 3 with an RBI. Jace Peterson goes 0 for 0. He did uh, draw, draw a walk. Narvaez, 1 for 3, was hit by a pitch. Robertson, 0 for 3, with a run scored and a walk. Billy McKinney, 3 for 3, off the bench with a run scored. There's your offense. Uh, pitching lines tonight, Freddie, outstanding. Six innings, one run, two hits, a couple of walks, and 10 strikeouts. ERA, .69 in three appearances this year. Suter, one inning, no hits, no runs, no walks, and uh, no strikeouts. It's clean. Uh, scoreless inning, 1.35 ERA for Suter. Devin Williams, one inning, no hits, no runs. Did have a pair of walks, no strikeouts. However, a 6.75 ERA. Good to get a scoreless rack in there. 
when you consider uh, the limited action he got in Arizona, still building a little bit, hang in there with Devin Williams. Drew Rasmussen called upon, well, a third of an inning, two hits, two runs, both earned. A walk thrown in, no strikeouts, Josh Hader. By the way, uh, Rasmussen's ERA, 18.9. Hader, no hits, no runs, no walks, and two-thirds of an inning with a strikeout as uh, Josh Hader locks down save number one this year. Brewers, six runs on eight hits, no errors. Cubs get three runs on just four hits with an error. The win goes to Peralta. He is 2-0. and The loss to Elzele, he is now 0-2. The save, as I said, to Josh Hader first on the season. And attendance at American Family Field, 11,209 with the win. Brewers, 6 and four early on in the 2021 championship season. Freddie Peralta, we're going to hear from him next. You're listening to the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove after a 6-3 Brewers victory. We'll be back on 1250 AM, The Fan and Odyssey Station. That really just happened? What was he thinking? It's time for the are you kidding me moment of the game. This is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. 6-3 the final. Brewers get the win. Game one of a three-game set as uh, the Brewers now have won five of their last six and run their mark to 6-4 and four early on here in the 2021 championship season. Are you kidding me moment? Now, I could I could go a couple of different ways in this. I could go with the negative. Little uh, lineup snafu with Counts and, and company. Uh, with uh, Angel Perdomo being, well, ineligible to pitch that ninth inning which is pretty disappointing uh, disappointing for Perdomo, for sure. Um, and you saw how things worked out, but I'm not going to go there. Are, are you kidding me moment? Could be Luis Urias is going to pinch hit here. Are you kidding me, Counts? Really? Well, that's why Craig Council is Craig Council, because uh, Urias had the, the hit of the game, for sure. But you could also go, are you kidding me, Freddie Peralta? Is he this good? Is he this good? Three appearances this season and a .69 ERA. That's what I'm going to go with. Are you kidding me, Freddie? You got that kind of ceiling? I'm just getting going with you, a young dude like that? Wow, pretty impressive. It uh, it certainly is. And when you line up uh, Peralta, Woodruff, and Burns, well, one-third of that in the books here in the same series. Uh, One-third of that in the books here tonight. Peralta, 10 strikeouts tonight, just a couple of hits, one run given up as uh, the Brewers get the victory. Let's hear a little bit from Freddie Peralta, today's starter and winner. Freddie, it seemed like you you pitched your best after the home run. Were you mad about the home run? Uh, Yes, I get mad because uh, I was so focused in in that pitch, and I don't know how – how he hit in that, that, you know, great, great contest. And I get mad after that one. Hey, 
Freddie, uh, one Freddie, once again, you had such a good slider tonight. You had, I think, six or seven of your strikeouts were on sliders. That's turning out to be a very good pitch for you. Uh, you know, uh, like I've been saying before, uh, I like to work, uh, you know, with all my pitches during the four days between every games and uh, I try my best during the game and see I, I can control what, you know, what happens in, in the game. But what I know is that I can control uh, my routine during the four days and try to uh, make my pitch, my, all my pitches look uh, better and better in every games. Freddie, you talked about maybe not wanting to change the game plan too much. Were you happy with how you were able to pitch against the lineup for the second time in a row? Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, we 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 always have like a conversation uh, before the game, the day before too, and we try to to be in the same page. Uh, me, uh, the catcher, and Hooky. And all, all we do is uh, read uh, the swings or, or know the situation in the games and see how it can work, how was was working good and, and on me that night and attack the hitters. Freddie, uh, Freddie, how much fun is it to pitch in this starting rotation right now? All the pitchers are throwing so well right now. Uh, it's very fun, you know. Uh, we we are a group of guys that that went together last couple of years. And and also we have the veteran Anderson here too. And we enjoy every day here, no matter what happens. Uh, we just make sure to come here and enjoy the game and work hard and try to win games. Freddie, how happy were you for uh, Urias? It's been a, a tough start for him. Uh, I kind of knew that he gonna do something good in that AB, and I was waiting for. It. I knew that 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 he gonna do something good for the team. And look, he a uh, double with the bases loaded. That was great. How'd you know? I don't know. Feeling. I just was a feeling. <laughs> Anybody else for Freddie? Tom? Hey, that was. Freddie, that was quite a pitcher's duel between you and Alzelay, wasn't it? He was really throwing the ball well also. Yeah, he was throwing the ball really good too. And when that hap- when that is happening, you know that it's like a challenge between the, the tour starters and you have to go out there and, and see what happens in every innings. But competing, man, it's all about. That kid's always smiling, you know that? It's just, it's just crazy from, from day one. <laughs> just, just happy to be here. Man, he is performing something fierce. And you wonder, you now just big, bigger picture, if Stearns and, and the Brass were way on this when they signed him to a five-year deal. A very, very affordable five-year deal. Mm. If he can... Uh, if he can continue to progress, and there's some progression there that he has to make. I mean, the you know the walks and the high pitch counts getting him in trouble a little bit, but uh, that's good to see. Freddie Peralta gets the victory tonight. Ten strikeouts in the performance, just a couple of hits, and a one run through his three appearances.
0.69 earned run average thus far in the 2021 championship season. A couple of decent pitching matchups. The Brewers and, and Cubs get together now for the second straight time without Zach Davies to face uh, the Brewers. And maybe next week uh, he'll his uh, slot will, will come up. But a couple of cool pitching uh, matchups. We'll get into that up next here. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. Driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove on 1250 AM, The Fan and Odyssey Station. What's on tap for the crew? What pitcher starts the next one? It's time for some forward thinking on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. Final few minutes of the show here as the Brewers get the 6-3 victory before we get to uh, some pretty cool matchups here between uh, the Brewers and Cubs the next couple of days of this series. Uh, Austin, let's check out who played and who didn't and who won and who lost in the Central here as we know what happened with the Brewers and the Cubs, so that's always a good thing, Brewers beating the Cubs. All right, so obviously, yeah, the Brewers and the Cubs played. All the other teams in the Central also played tonight. The Cardinals lost, so that's another good loss for the Cardinals. They are now, was it 5-5? Five and five? They lost to the Nationals 5-2 to two tonight. Finnegan with the win, Grant with the loss, and Brad Hand with the save. <clears throat> then we move on to the Padres and Pirates. The Pirates took another loss. They are three and seven. Uh, the Padres took them down six to two. Yu Darvish gets his first win with the Padres, and Oviedo with with uh, with his first loss mm-hmm. of the year. And the Reds just went final. They took down the Giants three to nothing at home. Winker gets uh, two two RBIs on a home run tonight. And uh, so did Votto. Votto also had a home run tonight. So that wraps up the NL Central. Brewers still looking pretty good here. Yeah, and it looks like, I mean, if there's going to be a surprise or a Cinderella here um, in the Central, it's it's probably going to come in, in in the form of the Cincinnati Reds, maybe. I I thought they would be a better team last year than they, than they turned out to be. But uh, maybe it's this year. It's just a year delayed, but... Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Those are going to be some some battles as well. So, all right. So tomorrow we have um, we have Woody on the hill against Hendricks for the Cubs, and I, I just have this feeling that the Cubs are, are teetering uh, early on here on the brink of disaster. They look flat both last week, maybe a little more energetic last week, but uh, certainly tonight and a little bit of that series last week. They just look flat to me. They're just uh, they're lifeless almost. And uh, I would think that at some point there's going to be a little flare-up here. And, Woody, you got your hands full tomorrow because they may be in attack mode. Tomorrow's a pretty big game for the Brewers. They, they can uh, play with house money in that game three. They get the victory tomorrow. They'll go after the sweep. But – a, a, a tough customer in Kyle Hendricks for sure. And then uh, on Wednesday, a day game where the uh, Brewers will send Corbin Burns out there against Jake Arietta. And, and again, Arietta, for what it's worth, isn't what he was, but still pretty good. And there again, you've got your, you've got your two guys and 
Uh, you know, they're going to go after you know Hendricks and Arietta. So the Brewers' offense. Let's see if they can keep things moving. Getting Christian Yelich back in the lineup, back healthy, would be preferable at the very least. But uh, in the meantime, keep the line moving. And that's what they did uh, today. A six-run, sixth inning got it done. Uh, That's going to do it for us uh, tomorrow after the last pitch. Make the switch. We'll meet again, talk some Brewers baseball with you guys in the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show uh, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Don't forget Craig Council on the Wendy's Big Show shortly after noon, so set your reminders there, and we'll see what Counts has to say with the boys on the Wendy's Big Show. Brewers conversation tomorrow morning with Bart Winkler and Rami in the afternoon. I think I'm going to join Rami again tomorrow afternoon uh, for some draft mockery and some fun. So in the meantime, you guys have a good night uh, for Austin, Texas. My name is Tim Allen. Uh, Enjoy the rest of your evening. We'll see you tomorrow. And as always, remember, smile, Milwaukee. The world will smile back. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.